0: Girl Rebecca and Lily, and you're listening to just Just gooey things. things. That actually sounded pretty good. It didn't lag, I like that. All right, so hey, boo things, welcome back to just gooey things, the quarantine (laughs) spooky story special, episode 15. 15, yeah, 15. So yeah, April Fools. That whole this whole year is a joke. So now it's just March. What it there was like a meme? It's like that was just March thirty second. So now it's officially March thirty third. So happy March thirty third, everyone. Honestly, um, yeah. At least it's nice out today. I think I want to like go out and like get some fresh air. Go for a nice walk.
1: Hopefully. Yeah, I might take my dog for another. I took her for an extra long walk yesterday because it was nice out yesterday too, and she was so happy. Yeah, I felt so like oh my I felt God. so happy. How her. is
0: Faithy? Huh? How is Faithy?
1: Oh, good. I couldn't tell if you said how or where because it lagged. <laughs> <laughs> She's good. She's sleeping. I mean, that's all she really does. Our dogs really mimic us. Like your dog has so much energy and is so like photogenic oh. and everything, and my dog just sleeps and eats
0: that faith is actually my spirit animal though <laughs> oh my god so cute where is shay huh where
1: is shay she's downstairs she's sleeping in my parents room
0: oh is that where she usually sleeps
1: yeah oh yeah and she's got beds all over the house i mean she has a bed right here for when she sleeps with me oh
0: what a life she's got a, a bed's- million
1: beds I know. It's all she does. All she does is sleep. It's great. It's, like, she's, like, the, the most convenient dog to have for a family like us because, like, she, like, she, we play with her, and we snuggle with her, and we give her hugs and kisses, and she's just like, mm, I just want to sleep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll take whatever you give me, but, I mean, I'm chilling, so. As long as exactly. I have beds in every room, I'm happy.
1: She just wants a chew bone and, like, a warm fire to lay by, and, like, we can do that. That's easy.
0: Well, it's better than where she was before in a shelter, so
1: absolutely adopt don't show up people Facts. psa for the day
0: especially now there was like a post because like in the bergen county animal shelter i guess Mm -hmm. they i guess they they shut it down for some stupid reason as if people just can't go in there and like walk the dogs for whatever reason and so Mm -hmm. now i guess there's like some like some places they're like euthanizing dogs because there's nowhere like people aren't able to take care of them and stuff in the shelters So there was, like, that – there was, like, a huge thing about it. Like, if you can foster a dog during this time, you don't have to, like, adopt it, but, like, at least foster it for the time being. And I think that's so smart. I just – I just know me. Like, if I foster dogs, they're not leaving. They're staying in the house.
1: I would easily end up with, like, 12 fucking dogs. Like, there is no way I would be able to say goodbye to one after I fostered one for more than a day. Zero
0: self-control. Zero self-control.
1: Yeah. But, um –
0: yeah so let's get into some spooky stories all right uh lil you're gonna start right yep all right let's listen
1: this one is called in all caps a demon followed me home Ooh. yeah so and it's a bit of a long one so strap it then okay Hey, everyone. I've been waiting a little while to tell this story, and it's terrifying. I'm 25 years old, and back when I was 19, me and my best friend Allison were super bored. At the time, she was living a street away from where I lived with my grandparents. So, like morons, we decided to get a Ouija board, because we both have played it before, and we knew it worked, and we were bored. What could possibly go wrong? Exactly! What could possibly go wrong? I've always been interested in the paranormal, so I loved using Ouija boards. Not this, not after this, though. So after going to Toys R Us and buying one, same, (laughs) we decided to play it in the house she was living in at the time because it wasn't a permanent situation and we didn't want any kind of spirits lingering around my grandparents' house. (laughs) (laughs) We decided to play it in the the closet in the master bedroom, which was laid out so there were no closet doors or bathroom door. It was like a little hallway that led to them both we decided to play in the hallway. So we lit a candle and started moving the planchette in circular motions to give give the board energy. And then we started asking questions like the obvious one. Is there anyone here who wants to talk? And silly ones like, who will we marry? Dumb questions, really, because we thought we were talking to a nice spirit. And honestly, at the time, we really wanted to know what was going to happen with our futures because we were were both dating assholes. (laughs) so I asked another silly question if you ask me how will me and blank break up whatever we were talking to responded with he's going to die of course I asked how and it literally said car accident then I asked with who and again this thing knew absolutely everything about my boyfriend's life it knew who he was going to be with which was the guy he worked with every day and the creepiest part was, he didn't even spell out the guy's name. It spelled out his nickname. It gave me and Allie the chills, and the candle went out. And at that point, we were so freaked out, but decided to ask it one last question. What's your name? And it started spelling out Mama over and over again. Uh-uh. <laughs> Don't fuck with Mama. At this point, it wouldn't stop spelling out the name Mama. So we got scared and forgot to say goodbye. Bad decision. Okay. Okay. We just got up, threw the board in my trunk, and sped as fast as we could to my grandparents' house right down the road. When we got there, it was later in the night, and my grandparents weren't home. We walked into my kitchen and turned on the light, and before we could really get in a word, there was a huge bang that came from my computer room, which was in the back of the house. At first, I thought it was just one of my cats because they really liked laying on keyboards and knocking things off the (laughs) desk. But when I looked up from staring down at the kitchen counter, all of the animals were out on the back porch. I made Allie come come with me to look and see what the hell was back there because somehow I just knew it was not a person in my house. I don't even think I thought of that scenario, honestly. All right. We finally opened up the door. The keyboards were on. When we finally opened up, the door the keyboards were on the floor a bunch of papers and and my grandma's office phone and all you could hear was the dial tone like "Eh." oh that's horrifying absolutely horrifying i immediately picked up the phone and cleaned everything up and we booked it out of my house and left for my mom for her mom's house about three weeks go by and i've been at home with my grandparents and throughout the three weeks it was eerie and i felt scared like something was always watching me I didn't really like being home alone anymore, especially after that happened that one night. Every night, I would notice that the corner in my room above my door was much darker than all of the other ones. My TV would be super bright, or I would have my little lamp on or nightlight on, and that corner would still be pitch black. And whenever I tried to look at it, it made me sick. I was so scared. This story is really good. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just
0: uh, This is horrifying. It's so detailed. (laughs)
1: Then one night, I can remember this night like it was last night, I, around 8 or 9 p.m., I was lying in bed watching the Kardashians. I know, typical teenager. And my grandparents were in the living room, literally right outside my room, watching their TV show together, when all of a sudden I fell into a deep sleep, which is super weird because I had extreme exom- insomnia back then. I woke up not even five minutes later, and when I woke up, I realized I couldn't move, I couldn't speak, and it was extremely hard for me to breathe. I know people think this is sleep paralysis, but I'm here to tell you it is not. (laughs) Sleep paralysis is when you're dreaming and your mind is aware that you're sleeping, but you'll be having a nightmare and you can't move or scream. This is different. When you wake up in your bed and you're wide awake and well aware of what is going on, I'm positive that 99% of the time it's been some sort of demon attacking you. I had been studying the paranormal for some time at this point in my life. I was just infatuated with it like I still am today. But once I realized that I could not move, scream, and couldn't breathe too well, it it felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest. I started freaking out. The next thing I know, I'm being pulled out of my bed head first. Head fucking first. It felt like something was pulling me by my shoulders. I started being dragged over the nightstand that was next to my bed, and all of a sudden I slowly started turning to face the ground. Now, all of this took place over about six minutes, so you can only imagine how slow I was being pulled out of my bed, and there was nothing I could do about it. I kept trying to scream for my grandma, but I couldn't. I was terrified, and then I remembered what my dad had told me. Pray. When I tell you the second I said, God, please help me in my head, whatever it had whatever it was had its grasp on me let me go and dropped me on my face and the word and ma came out of my mouth because i was trying because i was still trying to scream for her when i was praying (gasps) after that i threw the board over a bridge and began praying every day and blessed my room and the rest of my house nothing ever happened again while living there with them this was definitely the most terrifying thing that has ever happened to me and i've been through scary things I know this was a long story, but I hope it was worth the read. If anyone has any similar experiences, please let me know. I've been waiting to hear from someone who can relate to me.
0: That story was phenomenal. Yeah. That is insane. And that's like the perfect example of when grandparents tell their grandkids to pick up after themselves like you had one job clean up after your Ouija board situation cleanse the house do whatever you can to not have any negative energy and you let it linger and now you had to throw it over the bridge and start praying and oh my god that was just so much that was
1: so much yeah.
0: but fortunately yeah. she has somewhat experience, like like researching the paranormal where she knew that the best thing to do was in that shitty situation was to pray And immediately, Mm -hmm. everything just dissipated in front of her. So, yeah, hopefully she doesn't have, if she has paranormal experiences, hopefully it's not as scary as these.
1: I sure hope not. But, yeah, that was a good one.
0: That was a really, really fucking good one. Okay, my next story, pulling it up on my notes here, is titled, what is it titled? Scroll up. A demon attacked me after playing the Ouija board. (laughs) I swear to God, I had the same exact one as you. So I'm going to go right into my next one, which is creepy writing on the photo. How crazy is that that we had the same story for the first one? It was meant to be written. All right. Spooky, spooky, spooky out there. All right. Creepy writing on phone, on photo. This happened back in 2003, 2004-ish. For a bit of context, my cousin and I were 14. We lived about three hours from each other, so we'd often chat on the phone. This was back before iPhones were a thing, but we both had those bulky Kodak (laughs) EasyShare cameras, which we thought were super cool because they had a little display screen on the back. One day, my cousin dyed her hair, and she asked her mom to take a photo of it with the camera. My aunt took a few photos, and as my cousin was looking through them on the camera, she noticed that one looked weird. She zoomed in because she could see it was discolored and faded blurry, but thought it was just a bad photo that my aunt had taken too quickly. My cousin downloaded the photos onto her computer later on, and when she opened one of the photos, it was covered in tiny white text, heavily overlapping, (sighs) slightly faded in some areas. The creepiest part is what the text said. It said, I was knocking, but no one answered. And also, the way it came up in the photo, it was everywhere but written in all different directions and overlapping. My aunt and cousin were so freaked out and called my mom and I not long after it happened. They sent us the photo and it was seriously so creepy. This is why I'm posting because I want to know if anyone has ever had a text show up in a photo or if they have heard of the saying, I was knocking, but no one answered. I've obviously Googled it over the years, but haven't come up with much. As horrible as it sounds, I know my cousin wouldn't have been smart enough to put text on the photo, especially with the (laughs) way it looked. I'm a skeptic, but I've always wondered about this. Has anyone had similar experience with these Kodak cameras? Thinking it was a glitch maybe, but not entirely sure. Wow. I think, personally, I think that was something wherever they were trying to communicate because I think so too. even if it like it's one thing if it was like a tight ty- like um one of those like um watermarks that like that said kodak or something or like they're saying or something and you have to purchase the photo like i would understand that but yeah. what the fuck does i was knocking but no one answered have to do with anything anything yeah there's it's something a, that, yeah there's a, is ghost there's a ghost in the house and it knows how to Photoshop photos. <laughs> All right, Lil, that was my story. What's your next?
1: All right, my next story is. First time anyone but my girlfriend of four years has heard this story. Are you ready? I'm ready. I have some really long. I have some really long stories
0: today. Good. Our boothangs love long stories, and I love them even most.
1: Yay! Okay. So it says, this is my first time sharing any experience online that happened to myself or anyone else, so I'm sorry if I drag in places or if the formatting is bad. I will change the names of any people involved, but the places and road names will be factual. I've never shared this other than with her until now, because although I have I have belief in paranormal events to a certain extent, aliens, ghosts, certain legendary creatures, etc. I'm not the type that just believes every story to be true or want people to think I've lost my mind. It was early summer 2010. I only remember that because my 21st birthday had just passed and I was finally legal enough to hit the bars. <laughs> important important things. Very important. It was a Friday night and I was up having a drink at a bar with my cousin David, the bar that my cousin David was the bartender at. It was a small town bar that outside of an event, uh, like a band or other entertainment, was there. It was usually pretty quiet. It was very early in the evening and i had just gotten out of work for the night working at mcdonald's in another small town less than 10 miles from the small town i lived in i was on only my second drink of the evening when when my phone rang on the other line was a friend of mine from childhood named james he was calling to ask if i wanted to come over to his brother's house and join them for a night of poker beer and weed (laughs) sounded like a good time in my book and since (laughs) i was literally only one sip into my second gin and tonic i agreed to make the drive to toledo most people know there. Most people know where Toledo is, but for those who don't, it is a city in the northwest region of Ohio, about an hour or so south of Detroit. It was about a 20-minute drive from my small town, and I figured it would be a good time. I stopped at home to grab up some cash. I only ever took 10 to 20 bucks with me to the bar to make sure if I got caught up drinking or having a good time, I didn't screw up and have too good of a time and end up closing down the bar that evening. I left my house at eleven oh five PM. I remember that distinctly because I called James to tell him I was on my way and there was going and they were going to wait for me to start the poker game at eleven thirty. We always played a tournament style poker game where we all put our money in at once, got equal amount of chips, and played until there was only one person left with any chips who then got to keep all the money. Sorry, this guy like doesn't use commas. I just got <laughs> them.
0: We find that a common thing in these
1: stories. Oh, my gosh. It's like people, like, don't be afraid to use a comma or two. It really helps me read. Commas aren't haunted. (laughs) They
0: won't possess you, I promise.
1: (laughs) I took my usual route over to his brother Eddie's house, as I have done so many times before. We had all gotten together, a group of anywhere from four to six of us, and we would play poker in Eddie's basement at least twice a month, usually more. I had just gotten to the corner of Oakdale Street and East Broadway. I was sitting at a red light in an area that's nothing but residential housing outside of the elementary school that sat at the exact same corner. I'm sitting up looking at the red light waiting for it to change, which always seemed to take absolutely forever coming from this direction. When I noticed something in the sky that from my vantage point was partially hidden directly behind the red light. It was a very bright light that seemed to be pointing straight down, almost like it was a helicopter using a spotlight to identify something, but much, much brighter at the point of origin. I heard absolutely nothing after rolling my windows down and knew this could not possibly be a helicopter or I'd absolutely be able to hear it. Wanting a better view, I pulled into the parking lot of an ice cream shop that sat directly across the Road from the school I was nearby and got out of my car to try to figure out what this thing was. When I got out of the car, I started up, I stared up into the sky and immediately found it again. I could, it couldn't have been a plane because it didn't move at or have the right shape. It was more oval than anything. Most stories you hear like this say it's circular, but it was definitely an oval shape. I almost thought perhaps it was a blimp given the shape, but it seemed far too large to be a blimp, (laughs) even by the measurements of some, everyone. Oh, even by the measurements of some, everyone knows about like the Goodyear blimp. What what even was that sentence? (laughs) Plus it it had no decals or any identifying marks, either silver or grayish. Oh my God. I keep getting notifications, you guys. We need (laughs) quarantine to be over so i can just go sit next to rebecca and put my phone on airplane mode
0: (laughs) we can't help that you are in high demand lily
1: it's all like do lily and Hot look and
0: like my shopping apps sponsor Sponsor us (laughs) we just said that at the same time goodbye
1: (laughs) after what felt to me about 30 seconds or so of looking at this thing my eyes started to burn Not burn in the sense of extreme burning or anything like that, but almost like the feeling of when a bug flies into your eyes and causes them to water up. I close my eyes and begin to rub them. My eyes are closed at this point, so obviously all I see is black. Thanks for clearing that up. (laughs) After finally getting my eyes to stop bothering me, I try to look up again and, and find it only for it to be gone. I looked all around but could not see it anymore. There is a. This is a very densely populated neighborhood with houses trees etc able to obscure any view of things you'd look up into the sky to see after a little less than a minute i decided oh well time to go play poker (laughs) i get over to eddie's house which is about four blocks from where this had taken place and knock on the basement door a few moments go by and no one answers i decide to go to the front door and knock i figured maybe since i'm probably five or ten minutes early they were upstairs playing on the ps3 I knock on the door, but still no answer. Finally, I start knocking very loudly on the door, almost pounding. Eddie finally answers and says, Man, why the hell are you knocking on my door this late? I look at him honestly confused and say, Well, your brother said to come over and play cards with you guys. He stares at me for what felt like an eternity and finally responds, Yeah, man, I know he did. He called you five or six hours ago, man. It's 4.30 in the morning. How late did you think you would be playing? This scared me quite a bit as from what I had remembered. At this moment, it could not possibly be any later than 1125 to 1130 at most. I attempted to play it off and say, damn, man, I must have lost track of time. Can I use your bathroom before I head back home? He agrees and tells me I should splash some water on my face as I look like I'm either drunk or haven't slept in a week. I walk into his bathroom and my eyes are absolutely bloodshot and it almost looks like I have two black eyes. To this day, I have absolutely no idea what happened to me that night. I have no explanation for the lost hour's worth of time, how I could not have possibly noticed that much time being passed, or how on earth something like that felt like my eyes being irritated by a mosquito or something similar flying into my eyes. I don't want to pretend to know what it was and explain or even assume whatever it was I saw that evening had anything to do with it, but it has creeped me out ever since
0: what
1: i always get
0: freaked out by like the concept of people losing that much time and not realizing what happened yeah
1: my my guess is he got abducted by aliens and they wiped his brain
0: thousand percent thousand percent that is my that was the immediate thing i went to the immediate theory i went to yeah that is a good story we are on a roll with these good stories today we really are killing it today. Pat on the back. All right. Next story of mine is titled Ghost at Work. I work at a gas station, and I am a spirit worker. I am really into pagan worship, spirit work, tarot, etc. so I get a lot of spiritual attention, wanted or not. At work, we have a spirit that loves to try to get our attention. However, I am usually too busy at work to determine if the spirit is harmless or not. If I had to guess, I would say mostly harmless, but I'm not sure yet. The spirit loves to get our attention by making us think a customers in the building. We live in Boomerville, so business is pretty dead after 9 p.m. The spirit will make it sound like the front doors open, walk over to the cooler doors, slam the doors, and make it sound like something collapsed in the cooler, usually in that order. He seems to do this when a coworker is alone mostly and at night. However, he likes to mess with us in the day too when business is slow. One example, I physically felt someone walk behind me. I felt their breath and the feeling that if I backed up, I would run into them. I thought it was my coworker when I looked, and she wasn't there. I looked around, and she was on the other side of the building. I've heard the noises I talk about above about a hundred of t- hundreds of times, and my coworkers did too, and we talk about it sometimes, so I've waited until the ghost did something different to share it here. Today, I was stalking the cooler at night when my manager ran in, looking freaked out. He asked if I thought the place was haunted, and I said, yes. He told me just moments before he walked out of the office because he heard someone walked in. He scanned around for a customer and caught a man standing by the cooler door staring at him who went away just as fast, and there was no customers. Oh, I, think that, I think that was the only time this ghost scared me. Due to my spirit worker nature, I attract spirits in all sorts of energies. I know he targets the cooler often, but something was so unnerving to me that he was standing by the door as I was working in there alone. I feel like he really wants me to talk to him, but I can't focus on spirit work at my job and I'm skeptical I'm skeptical about inviting him home. This isn't the first time a coworker saw him physically in the in or near the cooler. Another co worker told me that he was he was working he was working. The cool, he was working and the cooler with the door open when he saw someone walk out. He asked if we needed anything because he assumed it was us, but we told him we were behind the counter talking the <clears throat> whole time. On a funny note, my question is, why is he so obsessed with this damn cooler? Is he mad the Bang <laughs> Energy is always out of stock because the vendor never comes or what? <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting, but... This is this is what I'm getting like immediately when I hear that like this energy seems to always attract itself near the cooler is you know the cooler is cold right and usually it's cold because there's a lot of like water like ice is made of water water is usually what attracts spirits so maybe he's able to draw energy to make himself appear to them by being near bodies of water that's my theory
1: you know what would be really spooky kooky-ooky would be if he walked by, like they saw like the mask walk by, and suddenly all the ice melted. That would be horrifying.
0: I'd be like, all right, I'm putting in my two weeks now. I'm leaving today. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm sorry. I do not call this an essential business. I am out. <laughs> all right, Lil, what's your next story?
1: Okay. My next story is A Visitor to My Cabin in the Woods. Have you done this one?
0: Mm, wait, What was it called?
1: A Visitor to My Cabin in the Woods.
0: I don't think so.
1: Okay. I live in... And this is another one that's kind of long, so... star rap I live in <laughs> rural Appalachia and adore the wilderness... I often invite friends to come out and camp with me. One, because I enjoy sharing the the wilderness with people close to me. And two, because there is a creature that lives in my woods, as mentioned in a previous post. A couple years ago, maybe four or five, my aunt bought a small cabin from the Amish and placed it here. She intended it to be used as a playhouse for my younger cousins, but my cousins never enjoyed it and could never stay a full night there. The weekend off of school came and I called out my friend to see if he'd like to stay in the woods for the weekend. He agreed and had his mom bring him out. We started walking and made it not even halfway to our destination when he asked if, I, I could, if we could just stay in the cabin for a night or two because the weather said it was going to storm anyways. We walked back to the top of the hill so I could text my aunt, and she gave me the okay. It was starting to get dark, so we went ahead and settled down completely in the cabin and started eating what we were supposed to be, what were supposed to be camping rations we talked and talked for hours until we looked out the window and noticed it was dark out and the rain was coming down we did we decided it was best to lay down and go to sleep he passed out almost instantly leaving me alone in a pitch black darkness listening to the sound of heavy rain hitting the tin roof that sounds terrifying (laughs) i didn't even realize i fell asleep until i heard a loud knocking and rattling on the door and i figured my buddy went out to pee or something the door had a large window and i could clearly see someone standing there I was dreading having to crawl out of the blankets into the slightly moist, cold, still air oh, room. Oh, fuck
0: you with the word moist. <laughs> Did you
1: like how I emphasized I,
0: it? I, you are an evil person. Moist? Moist.
1: <laughs> Ugh. Um, to let him in after he somehow locked himself out. So I rolled over to prepare to stand up, and as I was facing... And as I faced his bed, I couldn't make out the shape 100%, but as I focused my eyes more, I could see he was still in it. I froze and was in pure terror up for what seemed like at least an hour when I hear the thing at the door make the sound akin to clearing its throat and running into the woods. I waited at least 20 minutes before asking my friend if he was awake, and he immediately said, yeah. Did you hear that thing too? I asked. Yes, he said. We were were you awake when he when it was whispering no i said we laid there too scared to move or make a sound above a whisper for hours i would start drifting off and almost immediately start hearing something tap the windows but i would try my best to ignore it even when i could clearly hear something rubbing its fingers on the edge of the tin roof on my side of the cabin morning came and if and i felt like death my buddy didn't feel as bad and apparently thought the figure was a dream but he quickly realized it wasn't the more details i brought up we packed up and started to make our way back to my house halfway up the hill to my house i realized the scariest part of everything the night had to offer we never locked the door
0: (gasps) Uh uh-oh you done fucked up
1: the rest of the way up the hill was spent the rest of the way up the hill was spent with me constantly looking over my shoulder down at that cabin. To this day, I haven't spent another night in it or gave a glance longer than two seconds <laughs> on my way to the woods. I don't blame you. If you ask any, if you if you have any questions about any part, feel free to ask. Although this happened years ago, I remember most of it very well. That's
0: that's why you gotta be safe you gotta be with the right people when you do these things because I feel like oh that is horrifying yeah Uh, what do you think it was
1: uh I have no idea you know when I first read it I wasn't positive and I'm still I'm telling myself it was a ghost because it's too spooky if it's a real person yeah also if you know if you're hearing things coming tapping on the roof how would you get up there without hearing the climbing that's true
0: the only thing i would think when it comes to tapping on the roof was if it was raining before like do you think it was like the water hitting the top
1: true but it might have sounded different and that's why they said
0: yeah yeah Cause I feel like that's a, that's a sound that like you can, if you're in, as long as you're clear minded about it and like, you're not trying to immediately associate it with like spirits, you can distinguish the sound of water and like, what did they say it was? It was like, like footsteps or like, what was like the sound? Just, it's said just tapping. Things. Just tapping. Okay. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Ugh. No, nothing ever good comes from a cabin in the woods ever. Yeah. Okay did they Did they say right. where it was exactly the cabin appalachia Ap- app Appala- oh so it was like in the middle of like actual wilderness yeah
1: nowhere no- yeah so it said i lived in rural appalachia so i mean who the fuck knows what it was but no. it's spooky kooky ooky.
0: yeah nope i'm good on that okay um my this is titled my old haunted house because who doesn't love a good haunted house story while we're all in the middle of a quarantine? I am curious to see if any of our booth things are currently being quarantined in a haunted house.
1: Ooh, let us know. Email us at gmail.com. Yes. Okay.
0: So this is titled again, my haunted, my old, my old haunted house. Okay. When I was little, I lived in a haunted house. This house still sends shivers down my spine. This place contained many spirits. One being my great grandfather every night my mom would catch me talking to the wall saying papa papa want to play throw the whole kid oh god that's terrifying exactly like if i see my little kid talking to a wall saying that no you gotta go you're not mine um at first she didn't think much of it she brushed it off as an imaginary friend but the fact that i said papa didn't sit right with her no shit one day she was not, <laughs> one day she was lying in bed and she remembered something. When she was pregnant with me, her grandpa always wanted me to call her papa instead of great grandpa because it would make him feel old. She felt com- that's cute. She felt comfort on knowing that it was him. Truly him. I would even say things about my great grandpa that they never even told me, like his favorite food, sport, all of it. Sadly, I don't remember everything that he had supposedly said to me, but I distinctively remember a voice saying, I love you, in the gravelly yet comforting and loving voice, and whenever I need, I hear it, and I feel an overwhelming sense of happiness and comfort. My mom even had one where someone was rubbing her back and playing with her hair, just like her grandpa had done. Now I said there were many spirits, and I believe we had some bad in our house. My dad constantly saw this tall slender man in a construction outfit. He lived mainly in our basement, roaming around grunting and growling, muttering jitterish. And one night, my mom walked down to the basement to do the laundry. The basement was unfinished, so I was never allowed down there, so these are the stories my family told me. While she was down there, she felt breathing on the back of her neck, turned around, and nothing was there. A sharp pain was sent down her back, and she heard a loud growl. Terrified, she ran upstairs without finishing the laundry and waited for my dad to get home. She told him everything, and he asked her to uh, and he asked to see her back. She had three long scratches down her back, as if she was attacked by an animal. And three is a significant, no ma'am, yeah. And the three is a significant because of like, the holy trinity. They yeah. like, associate that with the demon. Um, so let's see. uh, down her back as if she were attacked by an animal. And from that day on, she had back problems, and they worsened. My mom told me that that night she dreamt of her grandpa. He had told her not to go down there, that it's dangerous, and that the entity was too strong to fight off. I truly believe the reason my great-grandpa stayed was to protect us as best he could from whatever lurked in that basement. Another thing is pictures of my uncle always ended up on the floor. If it was a frame, the glass would be shattered. Now... Now I could narrow it down to our two cats, but how would the only pictures be knocked down just be of my uncle? A year later, we decided it was time to move out. The night before, my mom decided to leave a voice-slash-sound recorder down in the basement in hope that she would catch concrete evidence. That morning, she grabbed the recorder, and we left, for good. It took years for our family to muster up the confidence to listen. We heard growls and what came to our surprise, laughing. It was no, laughing, God. like it had won. We heard things move, and then we heard the, vo- the words, goodbye, friends, and the recorder yeah. shut off. It didn't record the whole night. It just shut off after goodbye, friends. We were shaken by this. What was down there? What would have happened if we didn't leave when we did? I get goosebumps just thinking about it now. Now, I do believe my great-grandpa followed us, I could always sense this positive energy. It gave me enough strength to be me. Now, I don't care if you don't believe any of this, because I know something was in that house. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye, friends. And then the fucking recorder turns off.
1: Goodbye, Ah! friends. That's some Zach Fagan shit right there. That's some shit you see on Ghost Adventures, right?
0: Except this is a thousand percent authentic and probably was a lot more uh, you were able to hear a lot clearer than some of the shit that Ghost Adventures has to say. Just saying. Just saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking horrifying story. And at least they had the great grandfather there. I mean, what would have happened if the great grandfather was there to protect them?
1: Yeah, I was thinking maybe the great-grandfather was protecting, especially the younger one, from something, right? Because when you're young, you can't really comprehend, and you're a bit of a target. So maybe Uh um, the great-grandfather's spirit was with uh, the young, you know, the little kid, just to kind of protect him from, you know, this potential demon.
0: Uh Uh-huh, exactly. Keep him distracted away from him, because if this child could see his great-grandfather at the time and be able to communicate with him, What would prevent him from communicating with this demonic or negative spirit that's down in the basement? So, exactly. Yeah. All right. What's your next story, Lil?
1: Okay. Uh, This is called The Apartment Complex Hauntings, and this one is very long. The other one, okay. So, the last one that I thought was long, it turns out I just pasted into my phone twice. So, it didn't end up being that long.
0: (laughs) That's Lily. (laughs) okay
1: so this one is says that there were more so it says if you've read the first story then you should have an idea of kind of what creepy shit went on from the start so I tried like clicking around and trying to find the first one but I'm not good enough with technology to do that but if (laughs) I find the first one I will and I'll let you guys know so um
0: yeah, maybe you could
1: read it tomorrow if you find it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some snooping and, like, Googling and try to find it. I'm sure there's an easier way to find it than the ways I've been doing, but, you know, I'm technologically impaired. <laughs> so, um, let's see. To continue this experience, I'm going to tell you about a really weird neighbor that lived above my apartment. I had first met this lady when I was sitting outside on my porch with a couple of pals that I had met in the complex. She walked downstairs and introduced herself, a name that I couldn't bother to remember. But for the sake of the story, we'll call her Karen. Karen. She said that she lives upstairs and that she also has a boy and we should hang out sometime because he's super shy and never likes to come outside, which was weird because I had seen her a few times before leaving her apartment and she had a boy with her. But to be kind, I politely accepted the offer to meet her son, and she said that she would set something up for us. Karen turned around and went back upstairs to her apartment. So as time went on, my mom and I would hear really strange shit coming from her apartment through the ceiling, like crying, things falling, and constant stomping. No joke. Two to four in the morning, repetitive stomping. But one night, it really topped the cake. My mom and I were sitting in the living room playing PS2 when there was this incredibly loud bang and a thud upstairs and then we heard what sounded like screaming and crying at this point i was fucking shaking and i looked to my mom for some kind of answer but the look on her face showed these glimpses of fear and confusion but this didn't make me feel any better because my mom is a hard sombitch? bitch what the fuck is a song bitch
0: <laughs> oh maybe a heart like a hard son of a bitch
1: okay got it that's what hard, i'm getting some bitch Yep. Got it. You're so smart. Okay. But she's, an, um, but she's another story for another page, if you feel me. <laughs> My mom decided to call the police for a welfare check on her neighbor and explained everything that we had heard. So some 15 minutes later, the police show up, and we watch them walk upstairs to her place, and we're listening closely to see what's happening. So they knock a few times, but there's no answer. After a couple of minutes of knocking... Karen finally answers the door, and it sounds like she's drunk because she's slurring her words, and the officers are asking her if she's okay and if she needs to sit down or if they need to call a paramedic. Over the next few minutes, they talk to her and pretty much get nowhere, and she's not letting them go into her apartment, so now they just have to wrap it up and leave. The rest of the night, we sit inside wondering what happened up there. A few days later, my mom suggests I go upstairs to see if her son might want to come hang out and play some games, I really didn't want to because of all the creepy shit we had heard from up there, but let's just put it as I didn't have much of a choice. So I go ahead and walk my ass up there and knock on her door, and I kid you not, she opens the door within 10 seconds of me knocking. But I shrug it off and introduce myself again, and she reminds me that she knows who I am with a friendly smile and asks, what can she do for me? And I ask if her son's home and if he can hang out with me to come downstairs and play some games. Now I get to catch a look inside her crib, And I love how this is written. I get to catch a few looks inside her crib (laughs) and it was the weirdest shit I had ever seen. The place was spotless and barely had any furniture and it just shook me the wrong way, if you know what I mean. So this is where shit gets weird. The lady sits there and says that she doesn't have a son and I'm like kind of confused. So I get quiet for a second and then try to remind her of the day we met and how she invited me to come meet her son. At this point, her face turns sour and she looks angry. She says I'm confused and that she doesn't have any kids and says that I need to leave or she'll call the cops or some shit like that. So I just walk away because I'm already weirded out. I go downstairs and tell my mom what happened and she chalks it all up to the lady being mentally disabled. So about two months later, the lady gets up and just leaves. All her shit was still there and everything. So if everyone reading this read the first one, y'all know that my mom was a maintenance tech for the apartment complex. So she would go into the recently empty apartments to fix holes, paint, replace broken appliances, etc. So when she went up to Karen's place, she let me go with her so I could help and get the and get out the house and such. But anyways, when I went up there with her, I got to look around and see everything just the way she left it. Get ready for some big spooks going through the apartment. <laughs> going through the apartment we noticed a few things that made no sense like absolutely no pictures or any personal belongings that would tell you who lived there all of her clothes were still there and to this I, and to this and to top this cake of american horror story bullshit the second <laughs> bedroom was decorated for a young boy including a closet with clothes No. Nope. Dude, we're not even halfway done yet. Oh, my God. What the hell? I'm wondering if I pasted this one into my phone twice. <laughs> this apartment, <laughs> that was like the height of dumb shit for me. This apartment was empty until my sister moved into it a few months later. So the next few things that happened can't be explained. Over these next few months, my mom, my mom and I, oh, my God, can you hear my stomach growling right now? Oh, I can hear mine. My mom and I would hear stomping, running, thuds and bangs all coming from upstairs. The leasing manager and my mom called the police multiple times because they thought people were squatting upstairs. But every time they found nothing and, and it came to the point where they padlocked the door for extra insurance, but the sounds never stopped. Yeah, this is a long story. This story is a quick one, but still spooky. One day my mom was at home cooking and doing her thing while I was out with my pals running around and being a hood rat. My mom had called me and was pissed because apparently I had run inside and slammed the doors on my way out. At this point, I'm like in the woods with my pals, super confused, telling her that I haven't been home since I left. So it couldn't have been me. She then told me she was in the bathroom and heard the front door open and then a bedroom door open. And when she called for me, she got no response back and then heard the front door slam really loud. So she... She got up and ran into the living room thinking it was me and probably ready to bust my ass for slamming doors. <laughs> I reassured her that I had not been anywhere near the house and hadn't been for a few hours. Nothing really happened after this, but it for sure spooked the both of us for a minute. Now let's get into the most terrifying thing to happen the entire time I lived there. This is about my next-door neighbor. This lady was really kind of from the moment I met her until... Oh, shit, I just scrolled back to the top.
0: Lily, you can't leave us like this. We need to know about this neighbor.
1: Okay. Um. um, um this lady was really kind and from the moment I met her until the moment she moved out. But holy shit, was she into some weird shit. Let me catch you up up on some of the things we noticed from her. She was a really heavy drinker, and countless times she would drink so much that she would pass out in her place with her door wide open and all her shit there for everybody to snap. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I feel bad laughing. And This morning, I walked out of my front door because I heard some music, and her door was wide open with wine glasses sitting on her porch chair, her phone right next to it. I would tell my mom and she would take all of her shit and set it inside her place and close the door and then lock it with an extra master key. Now, like I mentioned, before she was incredibly kind and multiple times she would let me come into her apartment to pick a few movies from her vast collection to borrow. And and she even made me some brownies for my birthday one year. But with that, that being said, there was some shady shit about her. Like she was all into dark, really witchcraft type shit. Oh, God, this is getting good. She would, she and her apartment reflected that 100%. She painted her walls black and had all the gothic decorations you could wish for. Now, I'm noting that because it applies to the story. This isn't me being a judgmental prick. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that. Now that you know her, we can get into the spooky shit. One night, my mom and I were in her room watching a movie, and it was probably late and it was pretty late about twelve thirty a.m but the neighbor had music playing really loud in her apartment and that never bothered us because we didn't share walls with her so we just usually ignored it but on this night we it was a really loud and we just cut cut that all up to her being really drunk oh my god this says crunk
0: stop <laughs>
1: Stop. Crunk. do you remember when people used to say that before like bowling parties in eighth grade Be like yo let's get crunk in well, the bowling out." i've been
0: i've been judging the date of these stories by what ps like the what playstation console they're using so this guy <laughs> this was like ps uh this was like ps2 era the previous one was like ps3 era so i am not surprised that he just said crunk <laughs>
1: okay So we're just chilling watching our movie when out of nowhere we hear a scream that would make an angel of death jump in his skin. Uh, And followed by that scream was her running out of her apartment, butt ass naked, screaming and begging somebody to help her because something was trying to kill her and take her soul. My mom and I are already at our door when she runs outside and takes off through the hallway, leading to the stairs, heading down the street. this woman's naked running down the street at twelve thirty at night i love it my mom takes off after her to see if she's okay and my ass is just standing there terrified and wondering what the fuck had just happened my mom when my mom gets back to the apartment she has the lady by the arm and takes her inside our apartment into the bathroom until the cops get there and eventually took her to a hospital because they thought she was having a psychotic break My mom then explains to me that the lady said she was sleeping in her bed when she was woken up to a dark demon in the corner of her room, screaming at her and telling her that he will take her soul. And when my mom caught her, she was shaking like a leaf and crying frantically, begging my mom to help her because she didn't want to die. She moved not long after this. But wait, there's more. When my mom cleaned up her apartment, she had to re- repaint the entire place because it was all black, and that's not unusual. But when it came to painting the second bedroom, my mom had noticed the ceiling pe- was peeling pretty bad, so she had to scrape rape off this old paint to reapply new paint. But when she was peeling the paint off, she found dried red splatter all over the ceiling. So, of course, she had to tell her boss, and they called the police, and the police police took samples and eventually got back to the manager and said it was animal blood. Now, this all clicked for us because our neighbor had gotten new kittens multiple times but never seemed to keep them for very long. But you can decide what to think about that information. Now, this is really all the major stories I have, but I can tell you that it didn't end there. I slept in my room for about a year of living there, but after that, I slept on a pallet in my mom's bedroom until we moved, mainly because my dog would never sleep in there and I would constantly wake up to loud thuds on my walls. I would also hear weird sounds during the day. One of my mom's co-workers moved to a different apartment complex because she claimed, or just a different apartment, sorry, moved to a different apartment because she claimed that she was experiencing scary shit too. We had also heard that this complex was built on an ancient Native American burial site. But I've never fact-checked this, so take that with a grain of salt. Jesus
0: Christ. That is... Wait. Okay, wait. I need to know. This is the end of the story, right? Yes. Okay, okay. No, I need to know if there was more, because clearly this is just like craziness on top of craziness on top of craziness
1: yeah my guess is that something was in the building making people go crazy you think so i think so
0: i mean it makes sense because it was i mean like i mean then again there are a lot of fucking crazy people in this world so you can't really but why True. the kittens why the kittens dude <sighs> what a dick i can't but um yeah yeah I, I just I more than anything, I was just more mesmerized by this person's writing skills. Phenomenal. job, <laughs> Phenomenal job. It was great imagery. I was able to visualize the whole experience.
1: I really was actually picturing some like I had a whole little complex in my mind. I had like neighbor like doors in my mind. I was picturing everything. I was getting my best life picturing this This person deserved a
0: reality show when they were living in this apartment. <laughs> Yes.
1: Someone call VH1 because I think we've struck gold.
0: Facts. All right. So this is my next story. Possibly some kind of demon magic. Yeah. Sorry, guys. This might be a long story. I'm a 16 male and I'm unsure if I if like black magic slash voodoo shit counts as paranormal. But it sure felt like it. I feel like that counts as paranormal.
1: Right. I think it does. I mean, I just had some black magic shit in mind.
0: Exactly. So. Um so my mom dated this guy, let's call him Joe. He always had a crush on my mom, but my mom never really liked him. Also, my mom <laughs> already has a boyfriend and Joe is like a 6 foot 7 guy. He's tall and muscular and he is also Haitian and I guess over time she started to fall in love with Joe, but it was really weird because she had no interest in him at all. This was all at her workplace. She works at a garage, but it gets so bad. That she was so attuned to this guy that she broke up with her boyfriend of six years. Also, I thought he was a great stepdad. Damn, he is team stepdad over here. Okay. Mr.
1: Steal Your Girl. For real?
0: All right. A few years of my mom and her new boyfriend at first, I was very skeptical because he never really did anything to help me. Also, my mom is a single mom because my dad died from cancer when I was really young. But Joe came in and out of the house, rarely, only when he wanted something. It was truly such an awful thing for me at the time because I didn't know the story yet. But then my mom randomly tells me that she had a lucid dream about spiders touching her inappropriately or something. But in this case, I guess it's a bad omen. So she goes to her other Haitian friend, I can confirm, is a really nice guy. He makes me laugh like all the time. My mom tells him the story about her dream, and he performs a ritual to find the source of bad energy. And yeah, it was definitely coming from Joe. We assume he came to my house, um, picked up some of my belongings of my mom, and used it for his ritual. He also knew her full name, so he was using some love spell, but he had to do I'm it consecutively scared. because it would wear out if he didn't. I think this is, I think this guy cracked the code to getting a boyfriend or a girlfriend. There you go, guys. If you're single and looking for somebody, voodoo Black is, the way, to is go. the way to go. All what right.
1: could possibly go wrong?
0: <laughs> a few years passed. My mom had fixed up the problems and got back to her old boyfriend, and she lives in another room and unfortunately has another vivid dream that's bad. This one, she tells me, is very dark, and I think it has bad meaning. She said, quote, unquote, in my dream I was in a dark hallway. I saw Sugar walk from one door to another. I tried to greet him, but in a very demon- but then a very demonic hand touches my shoulder. I turn around and it's this big guy. He starts to wail his arm and screech as he runs for me. I go to Sugar, but he denies me. I cry for help and then the psycho starts twitching like in horror movies and then runs for Sugar. I'm assuming that's her ex uh, that- I'm assuming that's her boyfriend now. She yeah. then said she woke up woke up terrified that she listened to the that she listens to the Bible for the rest of the night on her audiobook. This is where the real paranormal occurs. I was getting ready for bed and the foot of the bed is near a window. I keep the window open and a giant fan there to keep this in mind. The fan never falls by itself. Usually I put my head near the fan and the window, but that night I decided not to. While I was going to sleep, I wanted to decode the dream my mom. Had, And this is what I came, with in, came up with in my mind. If my mom ran to Sugar and he denied her, could Sugar be me not believing in black magic and then the psycho man being Joe coming to get my mom but failing then trying to go from me? This had me shook because it could be plausible as Joe was heartbroken and the one thing my mom loves more than her BTS is me. After all this, thinking my fan straight up falls down right where I usually keep my head. The fan never falls on its own. I was so scared, I started praying to someone. But that night, if I was unlucky enough to have put my head in the same spot, I would have died.
1: Holy shit. This is why you don't
0: fuck with black magic, folks. All that crazy shit happens.
1: And why you don't fuck with anyone who fucks with black magic either. I like how you think, Lily.
0: Yeah, that was my story. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't like even just like looking into different things with black magic, I don't even feel comfortable researching that stuff because I just feel like it's just so it's just so ingrained with toxicity that even if you're just looking it up, that bad energy just attracts to you. I just don't wanna jinx it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that.
0: Uh, all right, what's your last story, Lil?
1: Okay, my last story is, I think I had a paranormal experience and I'm freaking out. It says, so last night I was watching a reality TV show until pretty late. I went to sleep around 4 a.m. I went to my bedroom and tried to sleep. When I was almost falling asleep, like at the point you're almost there but still a little bit conscious, I heard my bedroom door open and I thought it was my dad because of the noise it was obvious that someone opened the door and not the wind or something and i felt him moving through my room i remained unbothered because i i thought maybe he came there to grab something and continued to try to fall asleep until i heard the thing crying not really crying but you guys know when after you cry and you try to breathe and you sob i heard the thing doing that At that moment, I immediately knew it wasn't my father and recovered my total consciousness, but kept my eyes closed and kept telling myself it was just me having a dream until it did it again. Like it was trying to stop crying and I complete and I became completely petrified. I heard it one more time, but very far away and got the courage to open my eyes and turn the light on. No one was there, but I heard it and it gives me the chills because at that moment I could feel something staring and standing in my room. What do you guys think it wanted? Was it something bad? I really don't know what to think about it or what to do if it happens again. Imagine someone bursting into your room at 4 a.m. just to cry. I would be I'm
0: I'm so uncomfortable when people cry. Like I'm like, do I touch your head? Do I like
1: step away from
0: you? Do I like take a little stick and like poke you with it? Like I would be the worst person to go to in that situation if you're a ghost looking to cry to me. Because um, I'd already be freaked out. I wouldn't know what to do. Like, what? Like, what is this? What yeah. is this message? Why? Why to this person specifically? You know? Um, yeah, like exactly. That's what I was thinking. Or, and was it, did they know any other experiences that they had or
1: nothing? Just this. Huh. That's but true. yeah, no. That was definitely. I like the title. Is I think I had a paranormal experience, sweetie. You did have a you one that that
0: definitely was far from normal. That was a yeah. definitely. A definite paranormal experience. Yeah. All right. Any other final thoughts on that story before I go into mine? Spooky kooky ooky. Spooky. (laughs) That's the theme of today's episode. Spooky kooky ooky. All right. My story is titled True Horror with a Shitty Twist at the End.
1: Ooh, I like it.
0: Bloody Mary. (laughs) Who all has played it? Me. I know I did. As a kid, I got the balls one night to go into my bathroom, which was right next to my bedroom, and turn off the lights. I repeated her name three times, waited about 15 seconds. Unfortunately, nothing happened, and I went to bed with mixed feelings. For one, such confidence for having the bravery to perform this, and the questionable (coughs) doubt of the whole thing since nothing happened. We always left the light on in the bathroom at night and left the door cracked so it was basically a nightlight for our dark house. "'A couple hours later, I got awoken up somehow. "'I looked at the clock, and it was 3 a.m. exactly. "'On the dot. No joke. "'I heard a noise. A disturbance, I guess. "'It was coming from outside my room. "'It sounded like it was coming from my bathroom. "'Or the bathroom. "'I come out, to, I come out of my room, and as usual, "'the bathroom door is cracked open, and the light is on. "'Nothing out of the ordinary so far. "'Then the noises keep happening.' like light tapping, followed by some louder tappings. This went on for five more minutes as I stared at the door in total fear. For some reason, I was frozen still and kept staring at the door. I then got a tiny rush of courage to get closer. I was still scared shitless of what I could have seen. All of a sudden, the door itself opened. I got so scared that I closed my eyes and screamed and fell to my knees like a dramatic scene in a movie. After I heard that, Eric, what the fuck are you doing? I recognized that voice. It was my dad. I opened my eyes, and there he was, sitting on the toilet, taking a shit. The level of, stupid- <laughs> the level of stupidity and relief I felt was enough to make someone faint. This all really happened. I, just, I specifically wanted to end on that story because I thought it was so fucking funny. I'm like, I needed to end this on a lighter note. So... Some, some paranormal experiences aren't so paranormal. It's just someone's dad taking a shit. <laughs> and he's probably tapping like, oh, God, come on. Let this one out, buddy. Come on. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I need to get to bed. I got work in the morning. So funny. All right, guys. So that concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Things, the quarantine spooky story special episode 15. You ready for all the socials, Lil? Let's do it. All right. Follow us on Instagram at
1: JustGoolyThingsPodcast.
0: Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. You can follow our Twitter. JGT
1: Podcast. Our Facebook page. JustGoolyThingsPodcast. Our Facebook private group. JustGoolyThingsPodcast group. Donate to our Patreon. JustGoolyThingsPodcast.
0: And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share on the show or would like to co-host with us in the near future, email us at
1: jessicallypingspodcast at gmail.com
0: and if you're listening on Apple Podcast just feel free to rate us five stars and review us the more rates and reviews the higher up the charts we go and even if you're listening on Spotify or Google Play screenshot our episodes post them on all your socials Um, and thank you so much for the support guys we love you all and we will talk to Boo
1: tomorrow Goodbye. goodbye